When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name's Daniel. It's me, H-H-Halfwell. Hey, guys. How you doing, man? We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media. On Twitter, at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352. If you're listening on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on SoundCloud, give us a follow. If you want to help the podcast out monetarily, remember that we do have a Patreon page, $3 a month. You get access to the back catalog of Talking Tactics Extras, where we discuss any and everything. So I encourage everybody to check that out. We're going to be starting the Football Manager series soon. So. Keep your keep your ears to the ground or your eyes wherever you put them. So if so if you put your ear to the ground, how do you hear stuff? You know that saying makes no sense. Let's say people are talking. How the heck are you supposed to hear anything if you literally put your ear onto the ground? Somebody will have to look up the, the etymology of, of that of that phrase. By the way, did I say leave us a five star review and we'll read it on the show? Because we did get one this, this oh week or with, within some time. It's from a guy called Pan wwd wwd five words have hope is the goat so there you go you see my thing about this is that i want some elaboration on that i'm the goat of what's exactly <laughs> I, would, I would i would like you to expand upon that because i'm not sure how to take that we're gonna thanks, start thanks for the review man thank you for the review much much appreciated so everybody remember on your podcast app or whatever it is subscribe leave a review we see everything, or at least we try to. So it always means a lot when, uh, whenever Does you it. take the time out to, to leave a review or check out our Patreon or whatever the case may be. Um, it's always cool. So Liverpool have won the Premier League title. The end. You see, confi- no, 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 there, there's no. You see, there's no trying to be clever and smart about this. They have won the Premier League title. It's finished. It's done. Congratulations. Well done. It was nice knowing you. This is the same team that lost 7-2 to Aston Villa. Now, maybe Aston Villa isn't as bad as what we thought they would be when they did that. Um, I think they're around where Chelsea are in the table with games in hand. So perhaps losing 7-2 is always bad, but perhaps it's not as bad as what it seemed at the time. But for them to have that result in this season and then go to Selhurst Park, I believe, and beat Crystal Palace, who for a time were top six for you know the first portion of the season, mm. to beat them 7-0. Um, and the way that they did it, I don't know if Crystal Palace had that many chances in the game. Um, and Liverpool, they could have scored 8-9-10. Um, Salah didn't start 
Kmon scored a couple. Mane's goal was incredible. Um, I think Henderson got one. Minamino started the scoring. Domination, I suppose. And I don't really want to talk about Crystal Palace too much. So this result for you confirms that they will indeed be champions. It was, it was a combination. It was the Tottenham result and this result. Because I believe the Tottenham game was after we recorded, well, wasn't it? Was that, I think that was it would have Tuesday, been. Wednesday. Yeah, it yeah. would have been. So it's the combination of, of, of those. The manner in which they won against Tottenham, where Tottenham, you could argue, with the better side, and then they end up winning. Psychologically, that is huge. And then the way that they said what's up to Crystal Palace, the same team, because it's all about my mathematics. Tottenham. I mean, obviously, I don't want to get into Tottenham right now, but I just want to bring them in for this conversation. So Liverpool, they say what's up to Crystal Palace. They give them that seven flex. Firmino, winning goal against Tottenham. Seven goals against Crystal Palace. The same Crystal Palace who drew with Tottenham at their crib. We also saw what Liverpool did to Leicester City at Anfield. And we also saw what Leicester City did to Tottenham in Tottenham's home ground. You do that math, Tottenham are out of the picture. We already know what Frank Lampard and Chelsea are on. <laughs> Something just tells me that two things. Maybe three. Yeah, three things. Lep. <laughs> maybe City have declined. Maybe City have are directing their priority to the Champions League. So when you add all that up and you do that math, it tells me that Liverpool are the Premier League champions because you cannot give me a compelling argument as to how any other team will will be able to um, win it ahead of them. Now, now, Man City, I think you could say is the best argument. I don't want to hear anybody say anything apart from Chelsea, apart from you mindless, moronic, brainless Chelsea fanboys. Or, and I think for Tottenham fans, if you're being realistic, you were never even in the title race to begin with. You were just sold a lie by a bunch of these Twitter fools who don't know anything about football. That's why they just bang their kids and just put out these garbage, crappy tweets. The reality of the matter is, Daniel, so look, you cannot give me a strong argument as to why Liverpool will not win the Premier League title this season. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I can do it. No, you can't, but you can think of one just for argument's sake, which is cool. But you know that that they can't. It's over. It's finished. It's it's done. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a done deal. I... Klopp lied to us. He's a liar. You made us believe that, oh my gosh, you have all these injuries, you're struggling and so forth. And so, oh my gosh, it's going to be an open season. But it was all a ruse. It was all a setup. We're lied to. And we all fell for it. Do you know, I think he actually believed that there was a threat. I don't have Van Dyke. I don't have Gomez. His fullbacks were gone for a period of time. Salah had COVID. Mane had COVID. There were things in the team that would tell me if I was a manager, this is a problem. So let me get out in front. But then behind the scenes, I'm still going to do my business and we're going to see how how good we can make a bad situation. So when he came out, was like, I think Chelsea are favorites or City are this or whatever the case may be, going back and forth with, with Mourinho and Spurs in that, in that way. I think he actually believed it, that we aren't as big of favorites as maybe people suspected we were at the beginning of the season. You, you might be right in a sense where he downplayed no, his no, no, own not managerial... Might. I am right. I am right. Not he so downplayed his right. own managerial prowess. For all intent, he's, he's the best manager in the world right now. He probably downplayed that, or at least maybe didn't take it into account. 
<laughs> like, look, I can kind of make this team work until we get the players that we need. So now that people are back, money looks better, Salah looks better, the fullbacks are back. Obviously, you're not going to have Van Dyke for a large portion of the season, but you can kind of make do. Fabinho's a quite, he's like a Swiss army knife, it seems. Central midfield, mm. defensive midfield, center back. Oh, yeah, because Swiss army knives have all those different knives. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> J- no, no, no. And, I've not had one for, for for ages. So James James Milner is another one of those who can he can play everywhere except striker and goalkeeper basically. So um, when you have those elements and pieces in your team, I want to believe Klopp was being truthful where he was like, "Yo, we have all these injuries. They're playing us at the wrong times and all this kind of stuff." But then you look at it, you played the early game on Saturday. And you beat Crystal Palace 7-0. So where's your complaining? <laughs> like you got the the 12-30 kickoff. It's the early game. You won 7-0. So shouldn't you still be kind of mad? Like why did they play us early? But there was none of that, I don't think. He was just happy to win 7-0. So um, you can tell he's, his emotions are just kind of... Um, they're, they're determined by the results. That's kind of to be expected, but yeah, no, to, no, that's, that's, that's that's a normal thing. To yeah, expect. but to your overall point, City don't look on the pace this year. Chelsea are their own conversation. I don't. <laughs> we can we can do that on Thursdays. Um, now Ma- Manchester United, funny funnily enough, they're one of the more informed teams. I don't. Can I, can I, wait, wait, can I ask you just a very simple question? Do you believe in the mathematics that Man United have employed? Explain. Based on how much, look, I was about to pop bottles for Sokshe's sacking this Christmas. <laughs> so have I gone from popping bottles for Sokshe's sacking to if they win their games in hand, they're like second. The math is off. Like the math is off. Like it just makes sense. Like, how have we been insulting these guys and they could not be second in the league? The well, math, it just basically it doesn't add up. If, if you look at the form table, I think they've won four of their last five. Now we could investigate the results and see who have they played maybe we'll find why they've been winning so often you know mm-hmm. but you can only play who you're meant to play so if they're collecting points I, but they, here's the thing i think liverpool are just kind of clear not even kind of they're clear so there isn't going to be a title race as such and be, because everyone starts at zero the first portion the first 15 20 games maybe you can't pull away necessarily but over the course of 38 games, the further away we get from zeros, it's going to look, you know, they'll win the league by 10 points, 11 points, which is a smaller gap than last season, which is, I guess, what we wanted. Mm. Just don't win it by 18, 17 points, whatever the number was last year. So that's good in a sense. And the fact that, you know, from probably 10th or 9th to 2nd, you know, it's within six, seven points probably. So that's fun in terms of the top four discussions and whenever that happens. So there'll, there'll always be intrigue this season. But I think you're right that there's we could we we could give them the trophy now if yeah. we want if we wanted to and spare ourselves the time of hey are United in the title race if Chelsea win three games in a row they're back in the title race like there is no title race. <laughs> no, it's it's like it's 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 a done deal, man. It's yeah. a, it's 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 a I mean. You see, the thing about this is that, do you want to talk about just general mathematics or football mathematics? General mathematics, oh, anything can happen. People are still in, in a charity race and, and so forth. But if we want to talk about football mathematics, 
they have they are they have pr- pretty much won the league already, because from a football psychological point of view, you can't give a strong argument for any of the other teams to say what's up. You see, last last season, they were winning games and getting they were getting points from games, mm. but they were like rescuing them. You know what I mean? So money would come through with a goal or. Ronaldo would come through. Van Dyke would have a header, one nil, or whatever the case may be. This season, those players weren't doing that, but Jota appeared, and they that always and, have an answer, man. And that rough period that Liverpool could have been going through, to where they could have been a little bit further back, to where when they catch form, they don't just leap forward. Jota helped them through it. Now, obviously, he's injured now. Thiago. He's been out for how long? They're going to plug him back in. What is that going to do? Um, so, yeah, like Liverpool have the the horsepower coming. And when Jota comes back, when Thiago comes back, I saw Van Dyke training slightly. I wonder if he'll be back, if, if he'll push himself to be back at the latter end. Probably more for Euro 20, 2021, but mm. Euro 20 purposes. By the time he's fit, it'll be it'll be over. But um, yeah, the f- the fact that they're doing this like they're doing it is kind of the worrying sign. So when when we were playing bad, we hung in. Now that we're starting to play well and the games are coming thick and fast through the Christmas period, three points, three points, three points. It was three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. And if everybody else is beating each other up, Chelsea are drawing. Manchester United will probably drop some points. City can't beat Leeds or whoever it is. Drop two points here, drop three points there, drop another... You know, Liverpool will just... They're like a machine, you know, and they'll keep going forward. Spurs. Let me ask you, let me, let me ask a question. <laughs> Were they ever in the title race, realistically? You see... Fo- footballing... Okay, this is in in a footballing world, not in a real world. In a footballing world, were they ever in the title race? Again, because everybody starts with zero, yes... So you could make the argument that, like, <laughs> for, 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 for the first three games, you know, if Crystal Palace win their, th- their three games and they have nine points to start the season, technically they're in the title race because they're at, cause they're at the top of the table. I didn't say technically. Let said... me land. Technically, because they're up there, you could make an argument in the theoretical sense that they are indeed in the title race. Mm. But realistically, not in theory, but in practicality, like no. So, but that's Crystal Palace. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you're up here, but just wait. And that's I guess what's happened. I don't know if they won three games off top, but I know they were close. Um, Spurs are a slightly different because you could look at Kane, you could look at Son, you could look at the track record of Mourinho in the second season. You there's all these little factors that you could think. Hmm, if they put it together. And they're not beset by injuries. Yeah, they could mount a challenge. <laughs> mount. <laughs> <laughs> they could they they could create, you know, the situation where in which they could be in and around it. But if if we're just speaking facts, like will you do it? Not can you do it? Then you can't back Spurs to really do anything. So were Spurs ever in the title race? Yes, technically. Because they were up there, oh, but practically, freak about practically, I think the jury's still out. Okay, let me now give you guys some re- realism here. This is called footballing realism. Tottenham were never in the title race. P- 
people just wanted to believe in the narrative of it's Jose Mourinho, he wins everywhere, his comeback, Harry Kane. People just wanted to buy into it. But I was like, you have to do certain things to make me believe that Tottenham Hotspur, a team who've never won the Premier League, are actual title challengers. And for me, we've not even, we've not even come to, to halfway through the, this season. They've not yet been battle test tested yet. So where comes the notion that you're putting these guys as realistic title challengers? It's it's stupid. It makes no sense. You know. So <laughs> you it's like you have to end your stripes. You have to end your stripes. If you don't end your stripes, man, then nah. You I nah. mean, what? Well, just quickly, you you don't see how. Kane and Son doing what they did would lead some to think if they can keep up this level of production, which doesn't seem like it's slowing whenever they whenever they were at their at their best. Mm-hmm. If they can do that, then those two could carry you. If Liverpool are struggling like they were, then title race clearly. You need, you, you need, you need more than those two. But see the. What maybe what people weren't taking into account if this is the worst Liverpool are going to look this season and they're still collecting points, mm. and this is the best Tottenham look, and we're still kind of unsure what happens when Liverpool hit their stride, and then what happens when Tottenham kind of regress to the mean, and yeah. that's I think what we're seeing by December. Um, Manchester United, just quickly, shout out to our boy Carl, he's writing his book for, for Rashford right now. Carlos, um, Carlos, Carlos. What are your opinions just generally? Because it's flipped almost the past two, three years or so. And I'll explain what I mean. When when they beat PSG in the Champions League, it was well, like magic. It was, Ollie was like his, he was hanging his hat on like the European conquest and success in white many magic. ways. I'm using white magic. Who knows what they do in Norway, bro? But now that they're struggling. In Champions League, they're now in the Europa League. They have Sociedad coming. It feels like the hat is now being hung on the domestic side of the game. So whichever way you look, he finds a way to just stay around. Manchester United are playing very badly. All of a sudden, the the schedule just drops a big team in their lap. Be it Chelsea, be it Tottenham, be it City, be it whomever. Surprisingly, you, you've lost your two, three games out of the Champions League, whatever the case. Boom. Big team. They're not going to do anything. Then they get a result. <laughs> it's just like, what? Like, how, how does he keep doing this? You know, Sal, the Italian dude with shade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The we UV can, guy, yeah. We can't beat this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the ultimate Ollie thing. So, so leads show up. And I don't know. Maybe people were thinking this could be a tricky game. Three minutes into it, McTominay has two goals. I'm like, what am I watching? Where Scott McTominay has... Scott McTominay! I knew it was coming. But, <laughs> like, what? Like, huh? Like, this isn't this isn't real life. You know, six goals. Dan James got on the score sheet. What are your thoughts on Manchester United's current form? What do you think their ceiling is this season? And obviously, they're not going to win the league. But com- comfortably top four, you think? I have no freaking clue what this, 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 this team is. This is one of the strangest teams that I know. Yes. And Ole Gunnar Sukhra is one of the most random managers that I think that I've ever experienced in my life because I'm like, you were on the verge of being... So first of all, you're on the verge of being sacked and you beat PSG. Then you're on the verge of topping the Champions League group. Then you're on the verge of maybe not going through. Then you do eventually go out. 
You're rough with Then <laughs> Pogba is supposed to be leaving. I'm playing like... It's like, it's so topsy because basically Sokshir is a man that has the heart of four cats because he has 36 lives because four times nine is 36. <laughs> I did the math while they were talking. Yes, yes, I did the math while they were talking. Yes. <laughs> I remember in my head, I was like, is, is that right? <laughs> It better be, indeed, man. it's indeed. I was multiplication was was one of the few things that I was good at at math. Multiplication and foil. What does that stand for again? First, outer, inner, last algebra. I actually have a shirt on on it actually. So. It's the one with um two parentheses on each side and then you. Ooh, parentheses! Oh, look at you, man! Oh, wow. Parentheses Fancy. isn't a big word. <laughs> parentheses, two parentheses, of course. Oxford, Cambridge, Yale, Harvard. <laughs> Um, as, I, as I was we saying, need to talk about that off camera, bro. That shit annoys me. Though. <laughs> like I could cuss you out right now, but I'm just holding my tongue. Um, what was it called? It seems just weird, man. Because I'm like, how are these guys now in a title race? Potentially, if they win their like their game in hand. So, as a United fan, you must be frustrated because I still believe that Sokshe isn't the man to win anything for Man United. That's just a fact. But if they win their game in hand. Yeah, they are right there on them. So this it's one of those things where you have to make a tough decision because Sokshi is a guy that he'll, he'll keep on fooling you and he'll keep tricking you. <laughs> and due to his tricks, that is how he keeps his job. You just have to just say, screw your tricks and your trickery. You're getting sacked. <laughs> but the issue is that people are falling for his tricks because Sokshi is like, on the, on the day that they're about to sack him, He'll he'll beat like Real Madrid five five zero. That's what and, I'm saying. It's like, like he'll what? he'll be right there to where <laughs> if there isn't a big team, anything could happen because you would think against a smaller team if they lose, that's it. But the schedule always gives them a big fish, and mm. he catches the big fish every time. Well, not every time, but like enough to where it's like, hmm, maybe he is the guy for us. Like you say, that they're, they're a bizarre football club. Okay. Lastly, in England. Podcast listeners won't see, but we are currently looking at the Premier League table right now. What's hmm. the most jarring thing that speaks to you about Arsenal's kind of played, scored, conceded, goal difference form? What's the most jarring thing? Let's see if we agree. So, uh, yeah. you know what it is? Goals against. You know what? <laughs> okay, okay, do you want me to, to, to be real right, right now? The, the notion of a team being too good to go down. Or too big to go go down. I don't think they'll get relegated. I don't think they will. But Me neither. when watching them, there just seems to be... I mean, they have been getting better. But there just seems to be a team that just seems to be void of any belief. Because you have to say, okay, where is the form going to come from? See, now, I just believe that it's just going to happen. They will just win a game and they'll just pop into form and then they'll suddenly go up. But like, again, I was watching the ESPN FC and like the Robo guy was like, no, no, no. As they're never getting really good. It's not happening. They have too many good players. And I think even you said so, and he said it as well. There are far too many worse teams than Arsenal for them to get relegated. That's their only saving grace. Is that Sheffield are definitely taking a spot. West mm-hmm. Brom are definitely taking a spot. Oh, and then, so you don't believe it in Big Sam? Stop it. <laughs> they got a draw against Man City. Manchester City with Billage, And then they sack him the next day for Big Sam. <laughs> This is the same West Brom who sacked Darren Moore. I have smoke for them off top. But so then it's like, are Arsenal worse than Fulham, Brighton, Burnley, Leeds, Crystal Palace? I don't think so. So what stands out to me 
is you've played 14 games, and in those 14 games, you've only scored 12 times. That is worrisome, especially no, no. It's, especially for this is Pep's guy. This is Arteta. He's supposed to be bringing this attacking, free-flowing football. You have one of the better strikers in, in the world, in Aubameyang, at least he should be. Lacazette came with a reputation. And even the young kids, whether it's Martinelli or Inketia or whoever it is, mm. the goals are in the team. At least they should be. But the fact that you're scoring less than a goal a game after 14 games, that is a problem. Okay, but quickly, on your point about um, they are uh, much worse teams. I remember when Newcastle got relegated. They were much worse teams than Newcastle. And that was still a very good Newcastle team. Or when Leeds went down, when Leeds were a very good team who had just been to the, to the Champions League semi-final. So, a Leeds United that, had, that went to the Champions League semi and freaking Newcastle, who were very good back in the day, they both got relegated and there were teams that were worse than them that just obviously survived instead of them. So, the notion, see, that's why it's very dangerous. Again, I don't believe they're going to go down, but if you keep saying, oh no, they're just teams that, that are much, much worse. Football is for, 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 for ball. Football doesn't care about how good you are, how, how big you are. If you lose games, you lose games. And if Fulham Brighton just pick up points from somewhere and they just pick up form out of nowhere, just so, so just win games somehow, you just find yourself in a situation where like, wait, how the heck are we here? Do you know how you say Liverpool have won the league? Mm-hmm. It's not statistically proven. It's not... Uh, meaning, like by the by the numbers, obviously yeah, yeah. every team basically still has a chance to win the league in theory. But mm. you just you know that this team is good enough, and over the projecting the rest of the however many game twenty two games that are left or twenty four games that are left, mm. Liverpool will win the league. That's kind of how I feel about Arsenal in terms. Of <laughs> it's crazy to say it. <laughs> But that's how I feel about Arsenal in terms of relegation. Sheffield are just too bad. I know they're going down. The same way I know Liverpool are probably going to win the league. Sheffield, I know, are going down. West Brom, they're going down. Are Arsenal worse than Fulham, Brighton, Burnley? The The probability is clearly there. I mean, if Fulham win two games and Arsenal don't, then bang. If Burnley win their game in hand, bang. I think Arsenal play Brighton soon. If they lose oh, no, that... No, 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 no. You see, this is the difference. The difference in that is that we know how good Liverpool are and we just know the quality of Klopp as a manager. Yeah, but we also know how bad Sheffield is. We know how bad West Brom clearly is. Have you seen Arsenal play? Okay, okay. look at the form t- table. West Brom, I, know. I see a green tick and a grey dash. <laughs> Arsenal, I'm looking for a green tick. Can you see a, a green tick? There is no Daniel? green tick. No. There we go. There's, a, I mean, there's, there's no a, green tick. There's a few sides that don't have green ticks, but... Yeah. But what was it called? I can see a green tick for Fulham, two green ticks for Burnley, and I see three grey dashes for Brighton. Arsenal, I see four red spots and one grey dash. Put it, put it this way. If I told you, okay, you have to bet next month's rent that Liverpool would win the league, you'd be happy to do it probably. Well, maybe because I, I don't bet. I only bet if I know it's guaranteed, if I have to cheat, all that kind of Yay. stuff. But like that's the safe bet is putting your money on Liverpool, basically. Mm. The safe bet here, not that I'm encouraging anybody to put money on anything that's sports-related, God forbid, but the safe money here of these three, six, eight teams that are on the screen, 
is Arsenal. Not to go like clearly. <laughs> this this is the worst Ar- again, kind of like before. This is the worst Arsenal we've ever seen. Oh yeah. And they're still 15th. Now, now maybe they have another level of just trashness that they can fall into. And if that happens, like instead of seeing that one gray dash, if it's just all red over the next 5 games, then okay, they can be relegated. But see, they play Chelsea, they play Brighton, they play West Brom, Crystal Palace, and Newcastle. So Crystal Palace, Brighton, and what was the other team? West Brom. Those are all in their territory right now. <laughs> Do you know how fun it is? So now reach the points where like that is a massive six-pointer <laughs> for Arsenal, Brighton, and, it and should, West Brom. It should be the Boxing Day game with Arsenal against Chelsea. That's traditional. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. actually, the bigger game for them, like <laughs> put it this way. <laughs> If Arteta's thinking smartly, he should rest players for Chelsea <laughs> and have a fit eleven for Brighton and West Brom. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Because so, you see, see, my thing is, is that I believe that they'll probably beat Brighton and West Brom. But if, or, if, if they do that, or, then they're oh, no, good. no, 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 for me, or they'll draw with Brighton and they'll they'll, they'll beat West West Brom. But this 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 is the issue. If they lose, then I'm I'm with you. If they lose, if they lose at least two of these, then okay, yeah. But right now, I'm hanging my hat on. If this is the worst Arsenal can be, and they're just fifteenth, then they will get some form over the f- course of the next twenty-four games. And then I don't think they're going to get Europa League football. I don't think they're going to get relegated. But they are. They're going to be fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, ten max, probably. Oh, okay, 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 but do you think that? It's going to be a, a relegation battle from now no. to the end of the season? No, or no, they'll, no. They'll, oh, they'll be mid-table mid, mid t- table eventually. I think every team under them is going to be in the relegation battle. Sheffield United, mm. they're trying to get to 40 points. West Brom, trying to get to 40. Fulham, trying to get to 40. Brighton, trying to get to 40. Burnley, trying to get to 40. Leeds, they're a promoted side. They're trying to get to 40. Crystal Palace, mm. I don't think Arsenal are still thinking we need 40 points to avoid relegation. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. think that's where they're at. I actually still think, okay, if we can just get... It's the goals again. If Aubameyang isn't scoring, if Lacazette isn't scoring, if Willian can't score, if Pepe can't score, I can't see over the course of 38 games that these players, all of them together collectively, just don't score enough to get enough points. So it's a weird situation where it's like you can have the conversation but I don't know if it's worth discussing. Kind of like Spurs. You can have the discussion about them winning the Premier League if you want to, but it's not happening. And that's how I feel about Arsenal with relegation. Like, it's fun to talk about, as long as you're not an Arsenal fan, I presume. But I don't know how many of those... Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I, mean, I, think, I think it would be hilarious, because, I mean, it would just be hilarious <laughs> if they got relegated. Like, that would, would be, be one no, of the funniest would, things in the world. I would be sad, honestly. Oh, no, oh, no, no. I don't, I'd be because I know a lot of Arsenal fans, so I would be sad, but it would be hilarious if it's happened. That w- it would be very funny. I don't, but it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. I right? want Probably it for the tweets, happening. I want it for like the social media moments and all that kind of stuff. The viral moments we'd get on Arsenal fan TV, and I don't know what the I, I don't know what Robbie would do in the championship <laughs> <laughs> and they let fans in the stadium. <laughs> I don't know what would happen, but nah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish relegation on anybody, <laughs> except maybe I'm West just, Brom. I'm just, I'm just, I should, like, 
if let's say they got relegated and then you're see are you looking like a, you know like you know how they do like um live watch alongs because so the live watch along <laughs> like against, against like rotherham because they lost to, to, to rotherham Kai man this guy bro i watched his last I, this no, no, he's amazing he's amazing he's amazing I feel, I feel bad for him man because i think you see Ty, he's the only guy i can I can't hand almost see him. I think yeah, we already discussed like yeah. him and more other like DT. Like too much swearing, too much shouting. I can't. I can't compute. But Ty, I find him fascinating. Yeah. How can how can you support a club that much? Yeah, like that's do you know amazing. what? Do you know what it is? And this is something that maybe we could discuss on like a during an international break or something like mm. that. But is there a point? Because and we we there was a tweet that I saw today. And maybe I can pull it up because it was in reference to my phone's off to save Wi-Fi. But can you reach a point where you support a club too much to where your support in and of itself is detrimental to the team? Or like if if, if enough people think like you think, then that affects your club negatively. So if I could pull up Twitter quickly, shout out to Steve Jobs making a quick iPhone. Hmm. Uh, by the way, did 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 you get some superpowers today? Wait, wait, wait. What's that about? Oh, like because of like, <laughs> is it like the sun or the Venus or something? It's something like Jupiter and Saturn. Something about the solstice and black people meant to get powers. Okay, I'm still waiting. Anyway, but here's a tweet. Here's a tweet, and I'm not gonna put the guys at. But it says, "Some of you need to get a grip. I will back Lampard at Chelsea till we get relegated into non-league. He gets Chelsea." And we missed that massively with previous managers. He's put the identity back into this club. And I think he's building something special as well. Patience. Up the Chelsea. So He's going to back them till they're the I will back. No, 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 no. He's, he's not saying he'll back Chelsea necessarily. He's saying I will back Lampard at Chelsea hmm. till we get relegated into non-league. <laughs> Do you know what that means? That's... You're a psychopath. That's a that's a Premier League relegation, Championship relegation, League Two, League One, or is it League One, League Two? Like, you support Lampard so much to where if the club deteriorates, something you're supposed to love and like, mm. your that fan part of you that loves Lampard and loves Chelsea to an extent is just so devoted to them that you'll support something that's bad for you. You know, it's like if if. If you have a dog or you have a, a cat or a goldfish or whatever it is, you can give him treats because you like him. Mm. But don't give him 10,000 treats because even though it's a good thing, you love your cat and you love your dog or whatever the case may be. If you give them too much food, you're going to kill them. Yeah. You don't buy your kids McDonald's Happy Meals every day. You're going to kill him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going to set your kid up for bad things. So I think there are these people, like Ty, like this guy who put the tweet out. They love their club so much that criticizing or coming against them is just so against their personality they can't do it. But in that, in not being able to criticize or in loving Lampard or whatever it is so much, it's actually detrimental. Basically, for me, for them, it's a need. It's it is literally part of your life, like Arsenal or Chelsea or even because really for that guy that just put out that that tweet, Chelsea in 
all aspects is part of his life. Mm. And because Lampard is part of Chelsea, right. and because he's English, he's from London, and he's so embedded into it, it's like, yes, this is what about... So this is, it's about... So basically, you're not a football fan. It's not about football. It's about something. It's about something deep and something totally different. Mm. That is void of football and football success. It's much. It's much more of like a life thing. Right. But I. I don't. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get too yeah, yeah, deep. Yeah, 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 just yeah. yet, because I think it's it's a it's a longer discussion. So, Zizou came out and said something interesting about Benzema. Zizou, Zizou. What What did you think about his comments about Benzema? Do you think they are realistic? Um, do you think they come from a place of sense, or do you think they come from hey? We just share this relationship and this bond of, you know, we're where French. Is, where is, where is we're, Benzema we're out, from? Well, they're, one's from Lyon, I would presume. One's from Marseille. But it's the whole original, Algerian original, heritage and all that kind of stuff. Right. There we go. There we go. That's it. But just <laughs> you can have these loyalties. But is it the wrong statement? I don't think he's wrong. That Benzema is the best French striker of all time. I think he's right. If you weigh up what they've won with each other, yeah. You see, that's what you're saying. What conversation are we having then? If you're saying he's the best striker, you have to qualify it because if anytime someone says that, I'm like, okay, so it's ability against ability. It's not okay. So, so, so now if it's basic, because again, see, the, the the problem with using accolades is accolades. What team are you on? And who was in your team? And what situation did you have? And did your counterparts have the same good fortune of being part of the kind of team that you were on? Who's to say that Pic Henry, if Pic Henry was in Real Madrid from 2014 to 2020, he doesn't actually exceed, exceed and excel what, what Benzema has done? Because Henry is the better player. If we go through the list... So we got Trezeguet, we got Anelka, we have Henri, we have Cantona, we have what's that guy's name from one of the World Cups? Fontaine, just just Fontaine. Just Fontaine. I think he had like nine goals in a World Cup or Euros or something like that. He had a crazy tournament. But who am I missing? Benzema, Will Tord, Saha, <laughs> 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 Griezmann, perhaps is here. Gignac, Giroud. Um, wait, did you wait? Did you say did you just did you just say Gignac? I said Gignac to get to Giroud. I just had to go through the G's. So Gignac Giroud. It's how that's how my brain works. Um, because of Euro twenty sixteen, which is still a debacle. Um, but you know the first three were the main three. So Cantona, Trezeguet, Anelka, and Henri. So four. Who do you? So you're going for Henri, no doubt. Is this based on accolades or just ability? I think it has to be a combination of both. So, it's still on risk. Still on risk. This, this is the problem. Euros, World Cup. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, pause, pause, pause. If we're just if we're limiting it, if we're limiting it just to what they did for France or what they did and won for France, then it's clearly on because he has the World Cup, he has the Euros, he has the goal records, or he's near enough in the goal records anyway. And assists, probably. Um, but that has to include, okay, he played on the wing sometimes. He wasn't the true number nine that people might think. Um, more of a forward than a striker in many in many instances. But if we're taking into account just 
are you from France and what did you do in your career as a forward or as a striker? Then that opens up the conversation for Benzema because Benzema has obviously been handicapped by the fact that he had his situation with Val- Valbuena. Sex tape. And all of this kind of stuff that has gone on in the French press. And they just kind of washed their hands of him. He hasn't retired, but he hasn't been picked since, I think, 2014 or 2015. And that takes out the 2016 Euros, which if he's in the team, instead of Gignac and Giroud, they win. Obviously, he bolsters whatever that they were able to do in the 2018 World Cup. And they probably win it in a better fashion than than, than they did. So he's had a massive portion of his prime years, his international career that is taken out, partly by his doing, partly by how the French deal with people that look like and worship like Benzema does. <laughs> so if you give him the international career, I don't think there's really any conversation about which French striker has had the best career because he would have the multitude of Champions Leagues, La Ligas. He won the French League. Um, with Lyon, where they went on their run. Um, you look at the goals in the Champions League, the goals for Real Madrid. And then I think he's still, even though he hasn't played for France in five years, he still has, I think, over 80 caps mm. and 20 to 30 goals, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't take it away from Zizou that he's not on the right track. I think he is on the right track. I just don't know. 100% right. I don't know if he can be because of what happened to Benzema internationally. To Zidane's points, look how Zidane's French and career ended. So, so he specifically couldn't give a crap about Benzema <laughs> and the whole France. Don't know how, how much Zidane cared about. Oh my God, this is playing for France. You then know, again, so. Henri can try to put his World Cup on the, on the table, mm-hmm. but that's the 98 World Cup. What did you do in that? He can try to put the Euro 2000 medal on the table, but what uh, he was better in Euro 2000 than he was in mm. World Cup. I mean, I mean he scored a very good, good goal against Denmark, though. Of but course. Yeah, that but... really wasn't, I mean... Mm. <laughs> Look, because, because really, that was Zidane's tournament, really. Because 2006, the, 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 the same stick that you beat Ronaldinho with, I could beat Henri with that same stick. That That was meant to be your tournament. You were at your peak... Both of them were in that Champions League final. And, the Arsenal and he lost. did more than Ronaldinho scoring the winning goal while Ronaldinho was on the pitch. But what did what did, what did he do and, in the and final? And he was sobbed off in the final. What did he do in the semi? Zidane robbed him. <laughs> 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 he was like, you know what? I'm coming out of retirement. Just give me the keys to the car. I'm driving. You know? Oh, no, no, no. Zidane didn't rob anyone. Without Zidane, France would even make the World Cup. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... Well, Zidane and Makalele. Let's 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 give Claude his credit. He had to he he, he had to come back too. He had to come back too. <laughs> but, <Uncle> Claude. <laughs> but yeah, I, again, I don't think Zidane is off base. I just think the Real Madrid loyalties, the Algerian ties, and he's been around him for many years at this point. Of course, he's going to give him the pass over perhaps Henri. And I wasn't there a stat that um, Zidane never assisted Henri or something like that. I don't know. I would love to know what their relationship actually is, Zidane and Henri. It might be close, it might not be close. Henri doesn't seem like a person that has many friends in that sense. And Zidane is kind of the same way. So I wonder what their relationship would have been. You're calling Henri a a loner. The way he played football reminds me a lot of how Kobe Bryant played basketball. No. How do you then get the assist record of them? (laughs) See that? So that makes no, no, sense no, for Robin. Me, me, that makes sense for for Robin. No, 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 for no. Henry. I mean the mentality of 
I'm not here to make friends. Kobe Bryant didn't have friends in that way. There was a reason why he had beef with Shaq and all those players. It's because uh, I he he came out and called Shaq like, bro, you're fat, bro. Like I can't win anything no, no, with no, no, you. I, I know, but for me, the Kobe on parallels now. I just think the, the 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 way that they viewed the sport. How would I put? It's 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 an idea that just came to me, so I need to iron it out a little bit more. Press it on on the shirts, man, because I thought I, I need some. Iron I, will, I, will, I will explain it later when I when I when I actually I need to write that down. So. <laughs> Because no, it no, makes no. sense in my head, but I need to word it properly no, no, to no, where because, other because people can understand what I think. Because I knew what Kobe was about. I, I watched Henri from the very beginning all the way through his career. So I knew Henri. And I, I, I can see sort of where you're coming from. But again, Kobe's mentality and Henri's mentality was very different. You see, what would know. make sense is Kobe and, and Cristiano. That would make more sense than Kobe and no, Henri. The Mamba mentality and all that kind of stuff. That's when 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 I say the mentality, that's not what I mean, and that's mm. why I need to I, I need to word it a different way. But put it's it, it's oh, oh, okay, okay. Put it this. this it's this the way, way that they viewed their teammates, but, but, and, and, but and the way that they viewed others. Way. The way people talked about Bryant was different from how people talked about Henri, because even during Kobe Bryant, you said that people really didn't like Kobe Bryant based on just the kind of way that he was and things things that he was saying. Henri wasn't like that. Like, yeah, Henri was very much about, like, you know, he was focused on doing his thing, demanded a high level from people. But I think the thing about Henri was that he just he had a lot of personality. And he didn't see that amount of personality in football players. That's what you even see to him now. Like, most football players don't have much of a personality, but Henri just has a strong personality. And you saw that on the pitch in how he played. And you saw that off the pitch in the in just the way that he answers questions. And if you see it even now, that you no, know, this guy has a lot of persistence and analysis. So Do you know, I need to get on my medium and I need to write this down. Coming soon anyway. Um you talked to me about Messi made some comments. So what did he say and why? Well basically he said that um I had a bad time last summer, but now I'm fine. I'm calm and eager after having a bad time in the summer. I'm focused on fighting for all the titles at stake. Wait a minute. I got to do a quick fact check because I looked at the comments and now I'm quite curious about something that happened in the 98 World Cup. Wow. Thierry Henry was France's leading scorer in the 98 World Cup. <laughs> he scored three goals. Stefan Givash. <laughs> Stefan Givash. But did he score in the knockout stages? Because we know the final was Zidane, the semis were Turam, which we'll get to his offspring in a second. Laurent Blanc scored the goal against Italy, I believe. That was penalties. He scored the winning goal in the penalty shootout. And then I think he... Didn't he get a red card in one of those games? Mm. Um, Ah, he scored against Paraguay. Yeah, Paraguay. The golden goal. Yeah. Um, So no, he didn't score in the knockouts, but he did score in the group stages. I think it's Saudi Arabia and some other teams. Anyway, his comments, they're kind of like someone... Messi's comments, that is. Yeah. I, he, you think he's trying to walk it back a little bit and just trying to make the rest of his time just a little bit more tenable? Like Lionel Messi isn't staying at Barcelona. I know, but like he probably doesn't want to leave on... Bad like, terms. With with animosity, because you know how there's like um in the military you can be like dishonorably discharged or you can be honorably discharged. Mm. I think Messi's trying to get an honorable discharge because if if he left in the summer, that's kind of looking like a dishonorable discharge to most Barcelona fans. Like, hey, you want to leave us, man? We're in boo boo boo. 
even though he would he's within his rights to do it and i think we all kind of recognize it's probably best for both parties that they that they split mm. the fact that he came out with goal and he kind of like he had to trash the bartomeo guy while he was trying to get out maybe it looks a bit bad so for pr purposes just so you know go on your little man city your little psg adventure for the next two years but when you're finished you'll always have a home in barcelona smooth the rough parts so when he comes back in 2024, 2025, whatever it is, he'll be loved. So, so you think that he's going to return to Barcelona? I mean, when he returns to, you know, he's older. Messi is now in the stadiums watching the game. You know, he won't get whistled or booed or jeered. You know, you leave on good terms, basically. There, there, there are some the, players the, that can't go back. There is, based on what Messi like has Ashley done. Like, Ashley Cole doesn't go back to Arsenal, I don't think. Based on what Messi has done for Barcelona, I don't think there's any scenario where he'll be hated. You think? I can't think of any other player that has single-handedly brought more value to a club for such a long period. No, there's never been a single player who has brought more value to a club over an, a, a long period of time than Messi has for Barcelona. He'd have to pretty much say, Barcelona, you absolute pieces of crap. You Catalonian guys, <laughs> F yourselves. You belong to, to Spain. I hope you get overthrown, you, you Catalonian pieces of crap. He'd have yeah. to say something like like that. Drastic. Well, you know, maybe we are pieces of crap, you know. But, 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 so it's like he's done too much. So the fans will think of any excuse to always back him. Fans are fickle. What, but, but, what, is, uh, what, is, what, is, what is your favorite quote, bro? Man from, is fickle by nature. Man is fickle by nature. <laughs> shout out to my No, no, but it's true. But I think this is this is a special scenario. Oh, uh, okay. He's, he's done too much. <laughs> Is don't so much, man. If he left on a sour note, I think it would be bad. I don't think it would be impossible to come back from. Hmm. But I just don't think he wants to risk it. So I think you're going to be seeing a lot more. I, I see people in the comments saying there's going to be a new interview that comes out post-Christmas. I don't doubt you're going to see a walk back. I, I uh, We're going to try to win what we can. We're going to make the best of a bad situation. I want the best for the club and the new elections and woo-woo. And it's just going to be lotion on ashy arms, basically. Let's talk about Lillian Turam's sub. Marcus have you Darby ever spit Turam. on? Have you ever spit on someone? Be honest. Yes and no. So basically, what did you do? So or what did they do? So this Russian guy. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, so this is no, Marcus. no. That's 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 all I need to know, man. <laughs> this what? Russian guy. All right. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 do you want to hear the full story? Go ahead. Basically, this Russian guy, I think, I think, I think it's, it's called Worms, this kind of game, this kind of PC game. And then he basically, this was obviously doing my whole black pride, black, anything, I, I would basically attack you through everything. And then this guy, um, he named one of his characters, Nick Montingi. Um, and then I was like, damn. And then he sort of had like a nervous laugh when he did, did so. So I sort of just held it in, held it in, and literally throughout the night, I was just thinking about it. So until the next day, I basically, because um, we had this water fountain, and I basically took up the water in it, and I basically, when I went to my base, spat the water at him. So it wasn't my space, I just spat the water at him. The That's first, different. The first thing that I saw him, and then he ended up head headbutting me in, in the nose. <laughs> wow, that's stereotypical. Did, did it bleed? No, no, no. What's it called? Like, yeah. Like, I literally went back onto the floor. And then, yeah, <laughs> he's, and everything. he's a dead and, and, and do you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Do, do you want to hear something even crazier and slightly darker? Okay. Mm. He's dead. 
And you want to hear some, this is so crazy. So I think this must have happened about four or five years ago or something. Wow. And him and a friend kept on egging on this black guy, just like teasing him, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 and everything. And just kept on just sort of like really annoying him and so forth. And I think the black guy sort of snapped and basically shot him. I think he injured on the guy and basically shot him. I'll basically, I'll basically send you the link and so forth because one of my friends from school basically told me about it. I was like, oh, do you know that thing? I was like, oh, wow, really? Blah. And then, yeah, because so basically you, you can go on Google and actually read the entire news Ordeal. thing. Yeah, like, mm. yeah, 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 wow. so yeah, so yeah, I think the guy basically shot him. Some people and then, never learn, man. And then because cause the guy, the black guy, obviously went to court and everything, but then when they did the whole thing, they said it was self-defense. But yeah, like, yeah, crazy, crazy story. Wow, that... That, that 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 I didn't know how dark it was gonna go. Bro, yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so to wrap, I think I wrote an article about like which is worse, diving or spitting. They made me write this. And I was like, it's it's totally spitting. Like I don't I don't even know why you want me to write this, but I'll write it. Spitting. Now keep in mind, I didn't write this article in a pandemic either. This guy, you're getting COVID tests. Yeah, yeah, no, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. There are COVID tests and bodily fluids and respiratory and all this kind of stuff. Like, you don't spit in someone's face, man. So, I was like, bro, Taram, Papa Taram needs to get the belt out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Taram, but yeah, man. And the, you know what hurts, though? Like, he's, a, he's really good. He's a really good player, Marcus Taram. So, I hope this isn't like a stain on his... Uh, his resume or whatnot, like he was, he, he got a six game ban for munching Gladback. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully he learns his lesson and keeps his bodily fluids to himself. The last time I remember somebody spitting was, um, ah, uh, Cissé. He spit on Johnny Evans, I think. I think that's, that's the wait, wait, wait. Is this Gibral Cissé? Nah, Papis. The Newcastle guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. also, also, what's it called? Rijkaard on Rudy Vola in the 1990 World Cup. I don't have a frame of reference for that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, that Douglas like Costa spit on somebody. Yeah, a very famous one. Yeah, Musaku. Yeah, from West Ham, he spit on somebody. So, I don't know. Is this a black thing? <laughs> All the examples I was thinking of was like black people spitting on people. Hey, chill with that, man. We got superpowers now. You don't need to spit on people. Okay, um, you can just fly away or whatever. It is. Um, teleport. Read their minds. Speaking of superpowers, slightly, slightly superpowers. Yusufa Mukoku. Did you see his goal? 16-year-old wonder kid from the Buddhist I League. No, but I heard that he scored, but I did not see his goal, though. Okay, here's, here's, here's the slight problem I have here. If we're starting not to trust the Timo Werners, the Kai Havertz, I don't know if you've seen what's going on with Jaden Sancho this season, but it's not oh, pretty. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Carragher did spin on somebody in the car, didn't he? Yes, yes. He's... He drove up and did a drive-by spit. And and it was a, a, a young loogie. girl in there as well. <laughs> he hawked it. <laughs> yeah, so basically, he basically revved it all, all the way up. <laughs> Jamie, man. Jamie, he did spit also and kept his job. Wow. Did, was he banned from Sky? Oh, no, 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 he was suspended, but then okay. he, still, he still kept his job. All right. <clears throat> Can we trust... A 16-year-old g up. Oh, shit. I just saw his goal now. It's a good goal, wasn't it? Near yeah, post. Damn. Great finish. Last shoulder. 
the intelligence to stay on side. Good, for, mm. good first touch, finish. Um, the, the, I mean, I mean, the the pace and power he showed was superb. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that pace. And Look power at the on that speed. Shot. Can you? Can you? Oh my goodness! He looked like uh, oh, and, like and also, the road runner. Was that a through ball from Giorena? Good player, man. Good player. It's it's more. Do you trust the Bundesliga wonder kids? If I'm honest, I'm I'm watching Kai Havertz. I'm watching Timo Werner. I'm watching all of these players that come from Why Bundesliga. Why do you start with those two names, man? Why do you start with those two because names? Because they're the, they're, the, they're the main ones I'm watching. Then we think about how good is Nabry really? Gnabry is good. Gnabry's I know, good. I know, I know, I know. But the confidence that he got from balling in Bundesliga was not apparent at West Brom, was not apparent at Arsenal. Maybe go to the Bundesliga, build up your confidence, and that will make you a better player. But it seems as if I don't trust the Bundesliga like I used to. So you're saying that the standards in the Bundesliga has... Okay, put it this way. I'm saying, there... it's, I, I'm saying I think it's too easy to score but, in the Bundesliga. Basically, put it this way. Has there been a Bundesliga star who's moved to another league and been a star in another league? Let's ask again. Dope de Bruyne. So has it been a Bundesliga star, a guy who has starred in the Bundesliga and moved to another league and become a star? Well, yeah, you got one. Um, so apart from De Bruyne, the Bru- well Ozil, he was he wasn't a star for Arsenal. Well, Madrid, yes, he was a star for Real Madrid. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Son, think yes. he was think he was with Leverkusen. Yes. So there are a few, but my um, thing is, let's do the adverse. A lot of guys who come from La, La Liga. Obama Yang. Being... Obama Yang. Okay. But then we don't look at him now. But basically, look at <laughs> look at, look, look, He's look older La, now. La He's older now. Like I just I don't in, trust. See, it. a lot of guys who who came from La Liga end up becoming some of the best players in the Premier League. Yeah. I believe that if Santi Cazorla wasn't injured, he'd be one of the best players in the Premier League. David Silva already know what the guy did. You know. Did you did you pay attention to Serie A this year or this week rather? Sorry. Oh no no! I was I was I was I was keeping my eye on Milan. It's what's up? Milan. What's what's up? I don't think they're gonna win the league. But put it this way: if Pioli mm-hmm. wins the league for AC Milan, he has whatever happens in the Champions League, he's gonna be given Coach of the Year. That would be one of the great achievements. Oh, because he's the guy that brought them. Yeah, as, as in if he is the guy that leads them to freaking Sierra title with this team, a bunch of no-no names and a guy from the retirement home. Come on, man. <laughs> the retirement. Yeah. The respect. The respect. Retirement Ibra. home. Respect. Respect. <laughs> respect. Um, I, I, I didn't pay much attention. I saw Ronaldo scored headed goals, I guess, and people were like, how can he jump so high as an old man? I have written down here French football. With uh, this, this might have been something for last week, but we didn't talk about it. Hmm. Um, or it happened the day that we released the podcast last week. But French football is not good. I'm trying not to swear. Like it's it's in a bad state. Telefoot was the company that was. It's it's. I guess it would be like Sky Sports or BT Sport. And if we move it to an English context, they said that they would pay French football X amount of euros for the broadcasting rights. They had a subscription service, so you had to pay however many euros a month to Telefoot Media Pro, I think is what it's called. And they projected, hey, we need this amount, and they only reached like 15 to 20% of the amount they needed. So 
they needed loans and stuff to pay like the first month's payment, second month's payment. I, I think they declared bankruptcy. Like the, they they sacked everybody or let everybody go. And French football is now trying to look for Canal Plus, who was the former broadcaster. But now Canal Plus are kind of like they're the only game in town, basically, who are willing mm-hmm. to pay for the television rights. So clubs like Lille, Lyon, like all of these clubs are like, where's our money coming from? It's not a great situation. So I was thinking, just as, you know, I'm a solutions-oriented kind of person. Why doesn't the French government buy French football? Or at least pretend as if they want to buy it. That way, Canal Plus has somebody to argue with. The the Telefoot deal was worth, I think, 1.2, 1.3 euros. And Canal Plus are coming with an offer of like 700 million. So they're basically cutting it in half. But French football really don't have anybody else who has the TV rights. So it's kind of like, well, do we take, I don't know, 50% less of what we negotiated? So I was thinking, what if the government, who's already giving loans to football clubs who are going under because fans can't attend because of coronavirus, you clearly have the money. Mm. Why not pretend like you'd buy the television rights, even if you don't want them? But so, so by them pretending they want the television rights, that's what we'll do. It would drive the price up that Canal would have to pay, because this is this is this is the thing. Canal, because they're in, they're, they have such great leverage right now, because there's nobody else to, to sell the television rights to realistically. They could go pr- as low as they wanted, but this is it's like a it's a it's a, it's a bad cycle basically. The the lower the price is, the less money the clubs get. And the less money the clubs get, the worse French football becomes. There's already, you know, there's people in the comments saying French football is it's never relevant. Woo, woo, woo. Well, that's because the teams don't have the money to spend with the likes of, you know, the top in Italy, the top in Spain, um, the top in England. Obviously, those are that's a different, but it's, but, but it's that's a different level of an, money. An attractive place to attract talent, though. If you would have the money, you still. would think uh, if you have Monaco, if you have Nice, if you have Marseille, if you have Paris, if you have all of these different places, France would seem like an ideal place to go play football. If you go by like the culture of the cities and whatnot. No, 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 no. But I'm talking from in a footballing sense. This is a place that I can go to where it's elite. I have a good chance of winning European trophies and so forth. But th- that's that's the thing. You can't do that without money. The clubs are really happy with the deal that they had because it was one of the two or three most lucrative in Europe. But there was always something slightly fishy about the numbers, and then that came to be true. So now it's like, well, Canal could get it for less, like a lot less. But what is the ramification of that? It means that Leon are going to have enough, or they're not, not they're not going to have enough, but they're not going to have as much money to spend to stay relevant. Or Saint-Étienne aren't going to have enough money to spend to be relevant. Or Nantes or Dijon or just all of these teams that PSG just run over. And then we wonder how come they can't win a Champions League. Or, you know, obviously they got to the final in the Corona version. But, like, how come they're not good enough? Well, you know, they play Cupcake FC every every three weeks. Easy, easy, man. Have some love for Croissant United. Some love for Croissant United. Boulangerie FC. Evian United. It's like, come on, man. Like you, those teams need to be more competitive so then PSG and the, just the top of the table has a better chance in Europe. You see what Marseille did this, this year. It's embarrassing. Like one or two points in six games. Like, huh? 
Like Marseille is a they've won the they've won the competition before. Yeah. You shouldn't be not even reaching Europa League. That's that's not cool, so no for me for me. It's I, I, it's I, a messed up situation for France. No, no, for me. I I think it's one of those things of where it's unfortunate and so forth. But my thing though is I don't think there's actually ever been a time when the French League was one of the most coveted places to go to. Because Serie A had its time, Premier League had its time, La Liga's you can still start La Liga's time is sort of now, but the, the Liga definitely had its time. Bundesliga was just always there or thereabouts, but it's always been a bad unique thing. But I think France has never been a place where, aha, this is a place in the houses, some of the best players oh, in the cool. world. It's Stop never really it. been there. They've, they've always had good players. France has never been one of the places where people want to go towards. There was a time when Syria, I need See, to go to no, Syria, that's I need to go to Premier League, that's I need to different. go to La Liga. See, France has the talent, and if they keep it, then their league could be good. Even historically, if the likes of you know Zidane or Trezeguet, Nelka, um, Henri, like those guys, if they just stayed in France and they played for the Bordeaux, the Marseilles, the PSG, so why don't they stay? It's a good question, and I would suspect it's because they don't have the cash, or other places are just, I don't know, more prestigious. But the, but the only way you can build prestige is if you keep the talent that you have. I always say all the time, you know, PSG was formed in 1970. So my parents are older than the club. <laughs> like David Beckham played 14 games for the club and he's in their Hall of Fame. <laughs> so like the PSG, especially, it's a young institution. And they have the likes of, you know, we, we've had culture, we've had Ronaldinho, we've had Ibra, we've had wait, all wait, these wait, guys. Wait. But... So, so, so you're saying that before 1970, Paris didn't have a team? I think they had a team. It might be Paris FC. I know there's Paris FC, there's PSG, there's others, but Paris Saint-Germain didn't exist until 1970. Damn. So, yeah, it's young in that sense. But Let's take your question. So, guys, throw some questions in the comments. Or from the... So, guys, send in, send in those cues before we, we write out. There's a question send from... A dodge just says question, so maybe we could start with that one. Put like question or put like a cue so we know it's a question. Put a um, query. Yeah, so format it to where we know. How would Mo Salah fare in La Liga with either Real Madrid or Barcelona? Abu Trika said Salah isn't happy at Liverpool. I don't believe this. Do you respect Abu Trika in terms of his career? To a certain extent, yes, based on what he, what's it called, three Nations Cups in a row. That's that's that's, that's pretty impressive. Part of an Egyptian dynasty. Am I right in saying that he never played in Europe? That nah, he was all for um, Al Ali, I think. Yeah. So he played in Europe. Kind of going back to our Oscar conversation. Oh, yeah. Is it is that someone you don't respect? As I said, it, to an extent, yes. So internationally, overall, I can't really. Re- Rest, 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 respect you overall. But to, it's like how I have so much respect for because I see, see, see this is a different thing because you're not bringing in internationals, which I always respect somebody who says what's up for their country than what they do for their club. So I've always had massive respect for, for Patrick Umboma based on he always was amazing for Cameroon, bricked it when he was playing for Sunderland or for the clubs. I say, no, I respect because, wow, always when he put on those country colors, he said, what's up? So for Abudrika, I have respect for you based on what you did internationally. But once you not bring countries into it, it's a whole different conversation. You know? So, hence I said, I respect you to a certain extent because the national world, club world, those are two different worlds that we're dealing with. But if you're not saying overall, I don't know how much respect I can give you because 
there's hardly anything I can respect for anything club wise, but international wise, what's up? So Okay. How would Salah yeah. fare in La Liga with either Madrid or Barcelona? Real Madrid would be a perfect fit. Barcelona wouldn't wouldn't work. Unless um, you totally rebuild the team. If we think Mbappe would work with Madrid, then I can see Salah working as well. Not overly technical footballers, but guys who just they can score and that's what they do. And actually, Madrid need a guy like Salo or a guy like Mbappe, like a goal every one or two games kind of player. Hmm. That would be ideal for the wing. And, you know, are you really trying to play Vinicius and Rodrigo and all these guys on the wing? Probably not. So, um, I would love to see him in the more technical league. Everything's on the floor. Play with your feet. Play, hmm. you know, good football in that sense, more so than in England. Um, and let's see how refined you've become since your Roma Fiorentina days. Um, because the guy at Basel could not play for Madrid or Barcelona, <laughs> but this guy, I think he just might be able to cut it. Although, oh, no, oh, no, 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 Salah for me, Salah is superior to Rod Rodrigo, Asensio, oh, and Vinicius. On. Now, the, pl- the player from Liverpool that I want to see at a Madrid or Barcelona, give me money. At Real Madrid. <laughs> now, now we're cooking with grease. I want to see Monday. Um, let's let's see how that works. Although, I don't know how good it would go. I, I want to see it. But oh, 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 no, no, but for me, I trepidation. Feel, no, no, based on how Zidane plays, how Real Madrid plays, I think Salah would, Salah be, would better be better than yeah. Mane. He, he, see, Mane's the better player, but Salah would be the more effective player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's that. And 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 he just fits into what Zidane wants to do. And, and if we get a fit Hazard, and we see both of them in the same team at the same time, yeah. it would dead all of this conversation about... Salah's a better footballer Hazard than Hazard. Hazard has always been better. Hazard has always been better. Hazard's footballing better. technique would watch Salah. Even though Salah, technique, technique. Salah is the more efficient, effective footballer. Yeah, goal scorer. Not, not even goal scorer, but just like he's just more efficient. And I think that has to be respected to an extent. Um, next question. Um, let me bring this up. What do you believe will happen with Ozil or Teta by the end of January? Ooh, I won't comment on Arteta because I don't know if he'll be there. So let's just hold our horses on Arteta. Who knows if they if they lose to Chelsea and Brighton, then I think it's curtains for him. So, but Ozil, I think you know what's I think this he's Ozo's... not leaving. He's not yeah. he's not leaving. So it's do you want six more months of people saying where's Ozil? I suspect. No no no. If you've done it. For this far, they're gonna they they've dug their heels already. You you've you've done it this far. January they'll us. This is a Arsenal board club thing. It's not an Arteta thing. It's not an Arteta thing. I think Arteta is very foolish in 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 pretty because because you know you don't have to say anything. But by Arteta say, oh no no, this is a footballing de- decision. All right, <laughs> we're not gonna look look at you as a as a as a fool then. So. See, I think Ozil is like in the perfect situation. It's like out of sight, out of mind, or absence makes the heart grow fonder, or you know, one of those sayings where mm. he's not in the team. If he if he were in the team, and he had a bad game, then that would be the confirmation of people saying, "Ah, I knew, I knew, I knew." But because he hasn't played, the idea of the good Meza Ozil becomes larger and larger and larger. 
So he's almost in like the perfect situation where I'm getting paid, I'm not playing, and my reputation is being enhanced because of how bad they are. When we go and we look at the table and say, you've only scored 12 goals in 14 games despite having the goal scorers in the team, what's missing? You might not even look at the strikers. You might say, well, who's facilitating? Joe Willick is playing in number 10. Hmm, maybe that needs to change. Who who could be a number 10 somewhere? And you look left, you look right, you look forward, you look behind. Like, do we have anybody? Ah, there's a guy at home playing Fortnite who for the past 10, 12 years has been one of the best creators in Europe. Ozil's like, that's me, but I don't have to prove it. <laughs> you guys can just say it. And I don't have to kick a ball. So if I was Ozil, I'd be like, hey, man, just like... I'm I'm cool to put my tweets out and show like I'm a I'm a good guy whatever it is. That's fine. So I don't know what will happen, but Ozo comes out the winner either way. Shout out Papa Venga for giving him the contract. As well. <laughs> I think that's that's an under appreciated fact in this. Um, Damian Perez says, if Inter Milan wins Serie A, would you still sack Conte? You can't ask me that. Why not? Because yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, you know, Antoine, Conte is one of the weirdest managers I think is out there. And I think I've sort of done like a 180 on him. Because I got, I went from really respecting him and actually loving his crazy passion to he actually annoys me now slightly. <laughs> so I'm, I think I'm slightly on, I'm not fully on the Daniel Tuluk hate train, but I'm sort of like running beside it. Did you know? <laughs> So there's a tweet that I put out. It's like the most disrespectful tweet I think I've ever put out. What was it? It's it's the meme where the dude's in the casket. It's like it's obviously it's a fake video. But mm. the, the dude's in the casket and the guy's filming. He's like, "Say I won't smack this." Then he smacks him in the face at the funeral. <laughs> and when they got eliminated from Champions League, that's what I felt like. I was I was. I, was no, no, happy. No, I mean, I mean, yeah. Con- I think I think the concert exposure thing is happening. I think. If Inter don't win the league this season, I think he's he's done. I think it's like you've been exposed for the fraud that you are. I don't even think he's a fraud. I just think his taste in players is just too bad <laughs> for me, man. It's just so you want just just look look at the players that he buys, man. Chelsea. Do you know how we get on like La Liga names? Mm. Because Ibar, Sweska, they all sound like Lugo, bricks. Lugo, Lugo. Shout out to actually what did Lugo do last week? <laughs> What what can you win with drink water? Zappacosta, Marcus Alon- like just just the trashness that oh, damn it, Lugo losses are gotha one zero. They're not gonna make it. Uh, it says why is HH back in Lugo? Thank you, the name, the name, the name sounds funny. So he wanted Ashley Young, Victor Moses, the bones of Godin, the bones of Vidal. <laughs> I'm just like, who would who would accept this at their it's, team? It's, it's, no, but I think his only don't... good, his only great pickups have been the strikers because he goes for the target men. But even in that, this guy he wanted to buy uh, Lorente for Chelsea no, like no, five times. He gets off on the stuff. He gets off of buying his players, and he knows that it annoys people. So he doubles down and gets his players. He tried to buy for Lorente. Five times, four times at least, and that's not even hyper- hyperbole. Before the board was like, "Okay, we'll go get you Giroud." Great, great buy, actually. Um, Lukaku, another good purchase. So his his taste in target men 
you know, Jekos, uh, Juru, Lukaku, pretty good. Everything else missed me with that. So how would I feel if they won the league, which they won't do? Still get rid of him. This has been the Talk and Tactics Podcast. Uh, we do this every Tuesday, so remember to follow us on the social medias. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. Man. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Give us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, follow. Hit the hearts. So. And, and, and when do we take over the, the Chelsea World? Me, um, have, have Hope Mourinho and Daniel Faria. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we, I don't know. We need to. We need to figure out the time and the schedule. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 do that. If you want to help the show monetarily, um, sorry, somebody's moving some trash cans outside. Oh. Um, if you want to help the show monetarily, we do have a Patreon page, three dollars yes. a month. So I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, link is in the description as always. Help your boys. I don't know. Help us buy some Christmas gifts for our moms or whatever it is. You know, just be what kind. Are you doing this Christmas? What are you, what, what are you doing this Christmas, man? What's Is there a Christmas tradition, Christmas meal, Christmas routine that you do every 25th? You know what's interesting? I'm in my parents' house right now. There's no tree. So, I don't know. Maybe my mom's just not into it. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm away from family and everything, you know, self-isolating. Do, so. do you do Christmas trees and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. So you have a you have a Christmas tree up right now where you are solo dolo. Oh no no I, I don't know. Oh no heck no I, I, I crazy no way no like we we try and stop my mom and my sister from putting up the tree but we we lose that argument. So my mom and my sister like they always do it and we like please not a Christmas tree but yeah they always do it because yeah. they they still like the whole Christmas stuff whereas we don't. I don't really like Christmas music either. Nah 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 I'm done. So. All right guys. We will see you next week. A Talk guy and Tactics that rolls Podcast. Down a chimney and he has no suits on him. Talk and Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.